tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I like it. What's going on, guys? My name is Nicholas Grava, and this is AfterBuzz TV American Crime Season 1, Episode 3. Actually, can we take that? I can't hear myself in my thing. I don't know if my mic's off or not. I Yeah, I have no... You, do, so, you do sound quiet. Yeah. Check here. Are you plugged in? Bear with us. Yeah. Your mic is all the way up. Yeah. I, I can hear you loud and clear. You can? Yeah, you sound great. Oh, I guess I just can't hear myself. Yeah. Well, then it doesn't matter. I enjoyed your opening. Thank you so much. Hey. Anyways, if you guys want to watch us, you can be <laughs> watching us on YouTube.com slash AfterBuzz. Hopefully you can hear me. If not, well, you'll hear John talking, and that's absolutely Honestly, that's, that's what they need yeah. is me. And you can also be listening to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And where can they find you? Hi there, yeah. You can find me at Johnny Mangs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm John Manganello, by the way. How how much of a millennial am I? I lead with my my handle on social media before my actual birth name. I think you're exactly what everyone does. It's disgusting. It's gross. Oh, there we... Whoa, whoa. Somebody's mic's loud. I just started hearing myself. This is crazy. We have a lot going on tonight. Tonight's episode... I feel like after every episode, I mean, this is only number three, and I honestly think I've gotten more information out of the show than I usually get out of a full season of any other show. that's a really good point. I mean, I have three (laughs) pages of notes right here. Uh, Yeah, I have four pages. No, I'm just kidding. If it's going to be that kind (laughs) of a competition here. No, I have two. Wow. All right, so so let's break (laughs) it down. I think the easy way to go out this is... Who's counting? (laughs) The easiest way to... Oh, actually, uh, big news for you guys. Um, We are going to be... As you can see, Lindsay's not here. She's a little bit under the weather. Mm -hmm. But next week, we expect to have four hosts going on. We have Erica Renee Davis joining us. I used to do Allegiance with her. She's amazing. She's going to be an unbelievable addition to this to this cast i think it's gonna be really good it's gonna yeah. be good times we've talked with a lot of you online on twitter and on our youtube page about diversifying the panel and i think we're really excited about adding a new perspective to the panel yeah it's gonna be awesome um so let's get down to it because we have a lot to cover yep. um let's start off with hector Let's do it. Yeah, you want to start out with it? I do. I think he's a good person to start out with just because I think out of everybody so far, we know least about him. I think he gets less screen time than everybody else. Yeah, well, I would agree, and I'm surprised by episode three that we still haven't. But towards the end, I'm already thinking that I think it's going to grow. I think that's going to change. I do, too, and I'm interested in seeing what happens with um, the drug plot line. Yeah. Um, there was another guy in that medical center. Yes. Okay, let's actually, let's let's, let's touch upon that. Yeah, so yeah. 
He's in like a, a, pr- a prison slash hospital environment I, right now. I believe it's a medical center or hospital within the prison. Okay, would be would be my guess. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, just with medical care. Yeah. Um, and he's being examined. the The first scene we see him, he's he's work. He's doing like physical therapy, mm-hmm. and he's being examined by the doctor. Yes. Um. And he asks how long he has until he'll be healed. Yes. Because his worry is once he's healed that he's He's going to be deported. deported. Absolutely. So the doctor says, originally he says, you know, you're looking at like six weeks, basically. And then he sort of asks for sympathy from this guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, well, could you do anything to help me out? Like, as soon as I can walk, like, they're going to ship me away. And were you surprised with what the doctor responded? Or what did you think? Yeah, he said, I can get you better. Or well, then the doctor said I can get you better in four weeks, which is basically I took it as he can get him better in four weeks. He's gonna he can get him out earlier if that's what he's oh, trying to be like. Oh, I feel so stupid. Do you know what I'm? Oh, I, did you think the doctor had good intention of like, oh, I will help you? I just thought I'm not gonna help you in any other way except for making you better. I get, you're right because they said six weeks and then he went to four weeks. and then he went to four weeks. So I was like, damn. Oh, so we the- see how there is no kind of emotional connection there's no caring that guy's yes. there to do the job he, his job is to heal him and that is that so as soon as Hector asks for any kind of extra stuff no not, yeah, not giving it that's a really good point yes and I didn't pick up on that there are so many subtleties to the show that oh, yes. make it really delicious and fun to watch because again I don't think I said this last week but I don't think you're being spoon fed anything no I think there's a lot of things to infer and as you're getting so much information I don't know if you guys feel the same way at home but as you're getting so much information you're still thinking about the last scene mm-hmm. and they're on to something else yeah um yeah so another thing i wanted to bring up is the hospital scene when he was sitting in there and his other cellmate i guess we'll call him said basically if you're going to be in here like you got to start working mm-hmm. and there's like check out the drugs over there and hector didn't seem into it he was lo- like he, he didn't did you get the vibe that he was wanting to do that at all uh, no, no, especially since we never went back to him. We didn't see any more of him in the episode. Right. So it seems to me like something's going to come out of that just because I'm not sure they would set that up without doing anything with it. It doesn't seem like they give us any extra stuff. Exactly. I think everything they give us is useful. I agree. I think all the fat has been cut out of this show. I think True. everything matters and everything interweaves with everything else. So I'm interested in seeing what happens. That's a good thing to say, though. All the fat has been cut out. It's basically it like a distilled version of every other, of like any other show that has all this fluff and all this, yes. you know, stuff that's for, whether it's for ratings or whatever it's filled in on like there's none of that Mm -hmm. every word they say honestly could be a quote yep i found myself writing scenes and i'm like i just rewrote the entire scene i I totally i totally did the same thing i was writing down um notes you know while i was watching Mm -hmm. and i was just like i'm writing too much there's too much to write yeah there's too many notes to take you're you're absolutely right about that but that is really that is such a good point something you picked up on the six weeks to four weeks um also, the drug thing, we'll see what happens we'll with that. We'll see what happens with that. That's so that's basically really where we are at with Hector. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move on to Carter. Yes. Which, Carter. You know, I'm going to I'm going to start off by saying I'm most surprised by the connection with Aubrey and Carter. What about it? I guess I made a lot of judgments in the beginning on Mm. people with that lifestyle, on these, on people that were sort of always using drugs. And, and I didn't know if there was really 
a true underlining like base of love or foundation of love and caring and affection or if they were just using each other yeah. to get high or what the relationship yeah. was but when we went to Aubrey in the hotel room mm-hmm. and we are introduced to her foster father mm-hmm. and she said would you you know she yeah. she 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 said a few different things and i want to find the exact quote that she said um I think it was basically like, like you know, would you take a knife in your rib? Would you? And she listed all these different things that I assumed she's saying that Carter did for her. Mm. Yes. Did you assume the same, or did you? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about, and I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, I wish I had the exact quote of what she said, uh, but yeah. So I was just, I was shocked, and then also Carter when he's in. Talking to the new character, who we learn is his sister, his only message is tell Aubrey to stay cool. Yeah. They really care about each other. There's a re- and I was just I, I don't know. I thought it was I thought once she got out, she's on probation, he's in jail. They're drug addicts. I didn't know where they were going to go with it, yeah. and I'm just surprised that they have such an underlining care for each other. I think that Carter and Aubrey are interesting, particularly in this show. They stand out to me because they're two different races, and they're the only two races that are getting along at this point. Also and very true. Not only are they getting along, they're getting the most along. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in a relationship. Yeah. So I, I am drawn to them for that I, reason. I am too, I, and I think. In a way, they have really genuine, like, that's what I learned is that they have totally. genuine, in, like, intentions towards each other. And also, when, uh, so we meet Aubrey's, um, father mm-hmm. in a way, which she, but she has, yeah. which she is very quick to say, you are not my father. And that, you know, every time she's, he sort of relates her to being in the family, she's quick to say, like, that's not the case yes. at all. And he offers that he's willing to help her. Yep. And, I you you were kind of explaining something a little bit before this. I'd yeah. like you to to share that. Again. Well, her foster father says, you know, he's going to help her if she gets help, if she goes and seeks out help mm-hmm. and gets better and gets off drugs, and she doesn't say yes to that. She doesn't agree to that. She's very reluctant. And what an example of white privilege, right? Like this guy is saying, I will do whatever it takes. I will give you the money. Mm -hmm. While they're both in this multi-thousand dollar hotel room that she bought in the last episode. Yes. And she's saying, eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just strange to me because it seems, and maybe, maybe I'm being too severe when I say that's white privilege, but I do think that it's privilege. It is privilege because we haven't really seen anybody else in the position to have that lifeline. Right. And suddenly this right. guy just walks in. And it's not even like it's a struggle. He's just offering it up. So it is a privilege it, 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 that, she's, that she's getting. And her request was the reason she wants a lawyer is because she wants to be able to see Carter. Yeah. Because yeah. right now with probation she can't and she wants to fight that. So, again, her intention towards her and Carter. I'm anxious to see. So she's on probation just because of association with him. Is that basically what it was that 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 came out because he's charged for murder Mm -hmm. and possible rape or whatever it was and she's only she's on probation and was let out just because of association or what else do they have on her that that she would be on probation for right because i'm not sure carter is in trouble right now because of any drug right is he 
not that it was mentioned in any of the charges. Hmm. Then, yeah, maybe it is. I'm not sure. If anybody has something to say about this, you can tweet at us right now. We'd like to hear. Either hashtag... ABTV. Uh, Come on, do it with me. ABTV American, American Crime. Crime. There we go. We'd love for you guys to tweet at us. Yeah, because I'm not sure about that. I'm sure somebody will will school us. Yeah. Um, because you guys know better, you know, than we do on, on many things. And I am learning all the time when I'm reading the comments on the YouTube page. Someone will say something and it will make me go, oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yes, exactly. That. That's a good. That's a good point. And also onto that, um, you guys left a lot of comments last week about different things. Um, if we missed a point or something like that, and I just want you guys to know, there's so much to cover in this show, and in the amount of time that we do try to cover everything, if we do miss a few things, we love that you guys bring it underneath in the comments so that we can bring it up the next week or mm-hmm. still talk about it. and tweet at us as we are talking, yeah. so you guys can be involved. And we will we will respond to as many things as we can from the previous week's episode. Because I know today there's some things I want to talk about um, that I found in the comment section of last week's show. And we'll get to that later on. Cool. Um, for now, let's talk about Carter's sister a little yes. bit more. You touched on her. Yeah. But she's a really compelling character to oh, me. Oh, yes. I'm really glad she was introduced because she is a Muslim woman. Mm-hmm. And she is, in many ways, the foil to Carter and the polar opposite of Carter. Polar opposite. She comes in and says, you got to knock this off. You know, basically what I have done and what I'm doing is the, is the way you need to come. You need to come towards me. You need to come, uh, you know, see the light that I've seen. And he's not having it. And he calls her out. He says, you don't even go by your real name. You know, um, her name is Doreen. Doreen Nix. And she now goes by uh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, she... Something, what's her her new last name? I don't know. I didn't Shaden. Write it down. Shady. So she... So that's really interesting because at first, when I was watching that scene, I thought, oh, she makes a great point. Look, she seems to be doing well and yeah. her brother's up, you know, in jail. And what Carter did is, did is he sort of turned the tables and said, yeah, but look where, look where you are. You're fake. Carter might be in jail, but Carter thinks he's doing something real and honest. And I think that's an interesting um, dynamic there. You know, it's not the people who are the holiest and the people who are the best behaved are not necessarily the, the best people we know. No. There's hypocrisy behind that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that seeing them two together is is such a clear demonstration because you would think she's actually here's another she's offering him a lawyer Mm -hmm. and a lawyer that 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 will work for a cause not um not a paycheck or or however she she said it and i think that's also really interesting because we open with and we'll touch upon it when we get to barb and and nancy and there's a lot of people that are fighting for a cause or their cause that they're creating or that is there and they're mm-hmm. fighting for it on both sides. Yep. So she offers him a lawyer, a better lawyer, it's assumed, than what he has, yeah. and he denies it. Yeah. He doesn't want it. Yeah, maybe in that way he – it's funny because when it when it's Aubrey – or yeah, excuse me. When mm-hmm. it's Aubrey who denies the help, I call it white privilege. Um, when it's Carter who denies the help, I don't call that privilege whatsoever. But maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I, you know, the issue I have with it is both people that are offering the help. Mm-hmm. I don't know that again. 
their intention is is it to help that person? Yes. But do they also have an alter, you know, another intention going on? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And in in uh, Aliyah, am I saying it right? Aliyah or Aliyah? I um I have a friend named Aliyah, so I always say Aliyah, but I have a friend named Aliyah. Do you I really? Two, yeah. So, easy, you know. Look at us. <laughs> you so cover Aliyah, I'll cover Aliyah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be to you. Know. Okay. So, um she says I'm going to get you a lawyer and in return I want you to change. I and and basically I'm just repeating what I said earlier, but yeah, yeah it's it's an interesting idea because she is not saying I want you to be better. She's saying I want you to be more like me. <laughs> right. She's saying come back to us. Live live like forget what what did she say? You have to confess mm-hmm. and forget and, and start um what did she say forgive or what she kept saying to him she kept saying something to him that he needs to do and he was absolutely against it Hmm. and also something i guess i never considered also was what he had to go through when he has a visitor in in jail oh yeah have you ever been in a prison no okay have you yeah i've been in a couple Mm -hmm. um not because i was the prisoner Mm -hmm. but because i had some friends in college who worked within a prison and um, they did a creative arts program and just to have their friends come to their show where the um, where the inmates were reading poetry they had written in this program I had to give so much information I had to get cleared like a month in advance it's a serious deal and also I read Orange is a New Black which is the book that obviously um, the TV show was based off of Mm -hmm. and reading that book same thing I I got the same idea from that It, it is not easy just to go into a prison and it's not easier even for it's not easy for a prisoner to just go talk to somebody exactly it's there's a whole process and so we're going to see a lot of that i think a lot of visitations and things like that you know i'm just so surprised when i look at it and the lack of obviously emotion Mm -hmm. from the guard to the prisoner or the lack of like true care or anything like that now these people have not been tried yet so Technically, mm-hmm. they are not guilty of a no. crime just yet. Yep. And I think it's a testament to some of the – like the way they are they are treated and, yeah. and looked at mm-hmm. and spoken to, it's hard for someone not to just go off, for someone's temper. I know me, like my – like I would get very frustrated yeah. being treated that way, whether I was guilty or not guilty. But like the way they are treated in there is – I, I think it, and I don't even think we, what we're seeing on this show is not even comparable to probably what is really happening. Didn't, and maybe I'm making this up completely, but didn't in the second episode, mm-hmm. when Aubrey was leaving, when they were releasing her, yes. didn't the guard say, get, what are you doing? Like, you're a white girl, get out of here. Yeah. The lady that she turned around and she tried to get back in to see Carter, and she was like, what are you doing? You're, yeah, get out of here. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the treatment, to various um, prisoners or people who are being held in a, in a jail or a prison maybe is different depending on what your background is and what your race is. Yeah, and I want to touch upon one point yeah. that Carter's sister said. He sa- She said, um, you take their drugs, you sleep with their women, yep. and they put you in their cage. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. That is That is so loaded right there. And she makes a great point. Yeah, it's and the I white think white people's drugs. It's the it's it's you're sleeping with the white women, which you're she's not, a, which she obviously isn't does not approve of, right? Um, and then 
the white people are going to turn around and screw you over. That That's interesting. And I actually think what that foreshadows mm-hmm. is a really compelling character. I think um, Alia, or Alia, mm-hmm. yep. is going to be a really interesting uh, character because I think she's going to offer a new racial um, dynamic. Yeah, I think that there. I think something's going to be happening between Aubrey and Carter, where she could be the pin in between them. I think she's going to start framing because now neither of them can see each other, which has been made clear to us. Yes, and both of them, their allegiance is towards each other. Yeah, but with all these people in the middle. They could start either questioning it or going against each yeah. other, thinking that. And I think, and that as a viewer is hard to watch. I hate that when two characters have like have good intentions for each other, and then other people are getting involved and they yeah. don't know the truth, and then you start viewing them differently. And other, I hate that, but I, I foresee that coming soon. I think you're absolutely right, um, and that's a really good point. I mean, I, I know that's obvious that they can't see each other, mm-hmm. but it's a really interesting dramatic plot point. Yeah. These two lovers can't see each other. It's like when you see in, in different cop shows when they put two people, like t- two different people in two different interview uh, question rooms and they, you know, and you think, oh, well, who's turning on who? Yep. Are they going to both stay loyal? Yep. And it's that same sort of dynamic that I'm really interested to see. I, I, I'm excited for that. Okay. Do we have anything to say about... Aaliyah, Aubrey, and or Carter as of right now? I mean, there's a lot to say. I I think that we will see these three in a more prominent way in the coming episodes. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what happens. Celeste was brought up by Aaliyah to Mm -hmm. Carter. Yeah. Is that his ex-girlfriend or that he walked that he left it, yes and i believe that she was also black yes and because she kept saying you left a you left a good woman of color yeah and she in in carter's sister doesn't like him with the white girl mm-hmm. i mean listen Aaliyah is a really interesting character in many ways i think she's gonna fight the good fight but also she is no less racist than anybody else in this show that's that's a really good point. And I think if Barb was saying these same exact things, I think a lot of people would say and she and and she is sort of, and she is she sort is of saying, saying these, these things. exact things. Yeah. And I first want to villainize Barb mm-hmm. because I'm like where are you how dare you say these things? What are you talking about? And then she comes in, Aaliyah, and she starts saying yeah. similar things and you're right. It's equally as racist to say both of them are but, in the same. But I'm not sure it is equally. I'm, I'm not sure it is equal. And I mean that honestly. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I, I keep going back and forth on this. You're absolutely right. No, and I'm not sure either, like 100%. But I see it as both just having a, a stereotypical view yeah, on the other and I making know, a statement. I so that's what I mean. I, I, you're I, you're right. right. And I think it leaves us with questions. I think, again, I think this plays relevant to society and, and how it's viewed in, in our real lives and these same sort of things. It's tough because because being a white person in this country mm-hmm. is more and more we're finding more and more proof that it's easier in many ways, structurally, financially, um, educationally. It's easier. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to get on board with the idea that that 
uh, Barb is just as racist, or Barb is no more racist than any of the other characters. But Barb is a privileged white woman, and she is living in a privileged white woman's world. So I do think, in a way, it's easier for her. I mean, listen, you can turn on Fox News right now and hear Megyn Kelly saying white privilege is a thing. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a clip of Megyn Kelly fighting with Bill O'Reilly saying, it isn't, it isn't a fabrication. It is a real thing. And... So I don't I, – it's it's easier for me to excuse the racism in the other characters simply because it seems a little bit more reactionary, right? Like Alonzo is fighting against this stigma that yeah. we've created. Aaliyah is uh, fighting against the idea of white women are – or white people are throwing you in jail, but they're reaping the benefits off of your – actions that got you in jail. I mean, listen, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of comments about that. And And I think that's good. I want to hear what everyone has to say. Because I I would agree with you. You know, it's really difficult. And I think... It is. And I think it's... It just brings up such valid points that deserve a conversation. I that I, actually, I want to ask a question to yeah. our viewers, and I would love to hear some responses. Do you think Barb is no more racist than any of the characters. Maybe that's too simple of a question, but maybe that's a prompt we could start with because I want to know other people's opinions. I would like to hear from a wide spectrum of people. Yeah. It's easy here. for two white dudes to sit here and talk about right, it. Right, exactly. We only have one single perspective, yeah. but it's a perspective nonetheless, and I, th- I would love to hear from everybody else to see what, to see what they think. Um, all right, so I think we covered those three characters yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Why don't we talk about Alonzo? Because I just sort of went to that. Yeah, I'm really into this storyline with Alonzo and Tony and his sister Jenny. It's amazing. I, they get a lot of of love in this show. I mean, we see them a lot. It's yeah. clear that they are they are primary characters here, mm-hmm. at least so far. Yeah. Um, so Tony is in juvenile detention and. Um, I noticed in one of the first scenes with him, a fellow Hispanic, um, in, I don't even know what we call them. Juvenile. It's not, yeah. Um, Inmate, defensive on the, basket, about, yeah. Uh, on the basketball court. Yes. Against some of the white kids. And that was really interesting. That showed that prison loyalty that we see in shows like Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then the news reporter comes to Alonzo's house. And Alonzo tells the reporter that illegals... Illegals yes. are making him and his family and good upstanding Mexican Americans yeah. look bad. Yeah. And again, that is racist. I mean, you cannot generalize like that. You can't. Yeah. And Alonzo does a lot. Alonzo generalizes. I think Alonzo has such a defined line in his head. He does. That whole Mexican-American bit tonight. He's, he calls some people just Mexicans, yep. but he is He's Mexican-American. Mexican, which, is, which is what he says, which is what makes that's the difference. Yep. That's the difference right there. Now, were you surprised? So Jenny's living at home with him. Yes. And she clearly blames him. Yep. And so does Tony. That scene when mm-hmm. she was visiting and he said, you know, Poppy got me in here and it, it, it's basically all his fault is what he's saying. And yeah. then his brother-in-law comes and he says, how would you let him? I want to I want to yeah, get it, get it. say get the it right. exact quote here. Police got Tony to say a bunch of stuff and yes. you were there. Yes. 
basically saying, like, why did you not stop it? Why did you not interfere? And I think that's something that Alonzo is struggling with. He is struggling. This is actually... Thank you for bringing that up because this is something I read in the comment section of mm-hmm. our last uh, of our last episode, um, and something we forgot to touch on. Alonzo does not know the the system. He he doesn't know it as well as somebody who is a first generation American. I mean, I remember learning. You know, you have the right to remain silent yep. in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So. So somebody on our on our video last week said that we had failed to mention that Alonzo just doesn't know. And I think that's at least partially true. Alonzo doesn't know the rules of the game as much as, say, Barb. I mean, look at Barb. She's a no-nonsense, headstrong, I-know-what-I-want-to-do kind of woman. I, I agree. And I'm going to ask you this question not knowing the answer. Yeah. Do you, is, is it do you, is it because of his race? Is that why? Do you think, or is it just his unique situation? Are you, like, would you say that is Barb is someone like Barb? Are we using her as a symbol, or mm-hmm. are we are we saying that you know most white people right. growing up in America know the system? Yeah, I I would say yes. It at least partially mm-hmm. is about his race. I think that it also comes from the fact that Alonzo just hasn't been in the game long enough like Alonzo had many other characters in the show have a head start on Alonzo mm-hmm. when it comes to the American right um, he's working his way he's the first one to pave the road that he's walking on exactly yeah and I think he's figuring it out and I think if he could go back and shut his mouth yeah he would have he Which, should have and not just shut his mouth but ask for a lawyer you know it's such a sin because when I watched the scene mm-hmm. of Tony being questioned, yeah, I never thought, did you think in your head, I never thought in my head, stop talking. No. In my head, I was like, oh. let's, I, I want, do you know what I'm talking about in the beginning, like the first episode? I, I actually, I said, I said no, I said no, that was weird that I said it like that. And I'm guessing you were thinking that. it was something else. Uh, no, 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 I, I was, I was responding to what yeah. you said, but. In one sense, no. In the other sense, yes. I actually did think, not so much about Alonzo, but about mm-hmm. Tony. Tony should have waited and said, I actually don't want to say anything on record right now. And I think he botched the tr- the the trial in that way. Or not the trial, but the... Um, his case, or his, his case. individual case, or the way he's viewed. He should have kept quiet. Yeah. And I know that's easy for me to say as somebody who knows that, who knows mm-hmm. you should plead the fifth until you have a lawyer sitting that next to you. That knows the book. But of course, of course Tony doesn't know that. I think and I I think I would be honestly trapped in the similar trap because Tony didn't truly believe that his actions were related to a murder in a in a in a big way. Has that been proven yet? No, so the, I'm assuming. Right, and yeah. I agree with and you. And good to make it clear, I am assuming this. And I think that's why he kept, even when he was taken away, I think throughout the whole time, yes, he thought he was doing something wrong. Yeah. But I still don't believe, and I've touched upon this on almost every episode, I do not believe that he thought it was that wrong or knew that it was to that extent. And that's I why agree. I think he was more willing to speak at the time. Because if he was going in there guilty, if he knew the whole thing of what mm-hmm. happened, I think... Whether he knew the system or not, 
he would have more of a reason to say nothing. I would be totally shocked if Tony had terrible intentions. Me too. I think Tony was acting out. And I think that especially after this episode. We learned. Because, good, and this good, is going to bring me to Jenny now. Yes. Jenny said to her dad, or not to her dad, she was talking to the probation officer, mm-hmm. saying, my dad holds us so close after our mom's death because he doesn't want to lose anybody else. Yeah. And, of course, we were talking in last week's episode about how kids whose parents hold on to them too close mm-hmm. and who hover over them act out as soon as they're out of the house. Yeah, we, we made the comparison to the kids that go to college, and it's the kids that were... Passed out. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, and I think that... I think that... Jenny acted out in this episode. Even after oh, yeah. all this stuff went down with her family, she goes out to a party where she knows she shouldn't be because her dad's just hugging onto her too close. Now, let me ask you that. That's a, that's a good point that you bring up. I do believe that he was acting out because of the strict rules his dad had put on him. Mm-hmm. Jenny, I didn't see what she did in this episode as acting out. When the police approached her, and she was at a party. She was, we assume, drinking. She had the cup in her hand. We don't know that that was alcohol. I can only assume. She sure. puts it down. And the cop says, let me see your ID. Right. And she says no. And she says no. And he start, He he's getting forceful with her. And he says, you know, let, let me see it. This is the last time. Let me right. see it. She doesn't want to give it. She doesn't want to give it. Finally, she gives it. He runs the check. Nothing comes up. Right. And he says... You know, you should have given that to me. You should have given it to me. Next time, if you if there's no problem, you make a problem. I'll give you a problem or some aspect. Yeah, but that's interesting because like her brother told the cops everything they wanted to hear mm-hmm. in episode two. In episode three, Jenny is a fighter and says no. Do you, well, I think that's. I think it's directly related. Mm. I don't think if everything with Tony never happened, I don't think she would have acted that right. same she way. Would have handed him the she would have handed him the idea so and sorry. said, "That's yeah, that, that's that's basically it." You're now, absolutely right. When I they think you're right. when she was being screened by the the police and they came into a close up of her face and the police lights were on her and she tried to block it and they were like, "Hands out, hands down, dear," or whatever they said to her, and it was stopped. Did you notice how long we were on her face for? No, it was a really long time and. You could just see her thinking, and it allows the audience to impose whatever they are believing. Very interesting. And I wondered, from my own perspective, was this her processing what it would feel like, what it did feel like to be her brother or in her brother's shoes? Is that why she came home was so mm. affected by what happened? Mm. I, I don't know. I, I was wondering what you thought, because then it takes us to the scene when yeah. she finally speaks to her dad and breaks down. And I, I was like, well, what was it? What was the catalyst that what broke, what made her do that? And the only thing I could think of was she was able to almost feel like she was in her brother's shoes for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something to that theory. Mm-hmm. I think not just Jenny, but all the characters think they're doing the right thing. I think that that's life. People, you know, think they're doing what's best for either themselves or everybody around them. Yeah. And through the process, people butt heads and things happen unexpectedly and i would be interesting to i would be interested to see where jenny and her dad's relationship goes yeah. from here because yeah them hugging in the bedroom is a really tender moment she she broke down and we realized that what she was saying was it's your fault 
But maybe that's not really what she was believing the whole time. Maybe it was easy to put it on her dad at the moment and feel that. But And then he says, uh, you know, your brother's going to come home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him home. It's going to be fine. And I am interested to see where their relationship is going to go, which leads us into the ending scene with Alonzo mm-hmm. and the probation officer. Yeah. When he gets the word that Tony's not going to be charged. Tony's not yes. going oh to have anything gosh. done to him. Well, this is heartbreaking. But Tony's not going to be going home not with you. Not going home. He's going to be seeing somebody. Can you imagine that as a father for a second? What you've put your love and your care and maybe too much care and maybe too much worry or concern into this child and suddenly your own child is saying, I don't want to see you. And now they're saying he needs to be put in a different facility to be watched and monitored and, and, and speak to and therapy and different things like that to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. And honestly, I think it's a good plot point. And I think it's going to create a lot of drama. And my heart breaks for that family. It seems to me maybe a tiny bit far-fetched. I think it's really hard to take parental rights away. In fact, I know it's hard. I see my, I mentioned in the first episode mm-hmm. of this, and I don't mean to harp on this point, but my mom is a prosecutor in the juvenile uh, court system. And she deals with parents who are physically mentally and sexually abusive mm-hmm. and has and she has a hard time taking parental rights away so it's very interesting to me that this is gonna that's happen. a really good point that you bring up and i think it's a great pr- i'm happy that you bring it up. it's a great perspective that you have because now knowing that i guess it's interesting how quickly we see the system in general mm-hmm. not really care about the individual yeah. and then suddenly in this particular case they care a lot about this right. significant issue that that the catalyst to all of this was was because his he was acting out against his father and for that reason he could not go back into that home. Yeah. It, it's strange. I I'm wondering if there's more to it than that. Yeah. Because all if kids act out against said their parents. In interviews or something. All kids act out against their parents. That's another thing that's so heartbreaking to me about Alonzo, Jenny, and Tony. Mm-hmm. Let's say Tony has the worst intentions, yeah. which I don't think he does. Me but neither. let's yeah, let's cool. say let's, it. Yeah. let's throw all of his haters a bone here. Mm-hmm. Yep, he has the worst intentions. He knew what was going down. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. He's in high school, like. I did stupid things in high school, and I was fortunate enough to not get mixed up with the wrong people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could have easily slipped down this road. I broke rules. I metaphorically rented out my car. And you're the thing is, you're not alone. I would like to find the person that didn't. Right? Who was squeaky clean. And, because guess what? You're boring. No, no, not even that. Look at Alonzo. <laughs> <You're a loser. laughs> so high school students watching. Cool kids do bad out. things. No, no, I'm not saying that, but no, it's just I know. human nature. And but here's my thing. Alonzo in this scenario is trying to take that upper route. Yeah. And look where it gets him. Look at the situation it gets him in. I know. I mean, I don't want to say that they're more innocent than anybody else involved in this case, but it seems to me like they're erring on the side of of more innocent. They are listen, I would lo- I will I will stand hard on this point of I do not think that they are they did not commit the crime. They he was not personally firsthand involved in the crime. Did he rent out a car? Yes. 
but do I think that this family is 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 as as involved as the others or should be treated that way? Absolutely not. It's interesting because we've seen people in the news being killed, mm-hmm. unarmed people being killed. We've seen yeah, we've seen people who are who go to jail for crimes that we do not as a general public think are that big a deal, but too bad for them. I'm worried. I'm worried that even though, even if um, Tony didn't do, didn't have bad intentions, I'm worried that he's going to get wrapped into it all. He's going to get tried as an adult, like they mentioned in episode but two. But didn't they say, didn't the probation officer say that the they have no intentions of true. No, that's holding true. charges like that? So maybe I went a little too far there, but I do think <laughs> that he might get his wrist slapped a little bit more than maybe he should. Oh, I agree. I mean, he already is. I think already, I would say, already, I I would, I completely stand. I'd also want to know what you guys think about that and where you guys stand on that. I'm going to check the Twitter feed, see if anybody's tweeting at us quite yet. Sounds good. And as you do that, Mm -hmm. I think we, I think we wrap up that family and that storyline for the moment. Do you feel? I think that's a great idea. Amazing. If you guys have, if you guys are watching and have other things you want us to cover, please tweet us, ABTV, American Crime. And now we're going to bring us to some of my favorite dynamics in the show, which is Barb and Russ. I am enthralled at seeing where their relationship keeps going and the turns it's taking in each character. And we start off with Barb in the, what was it, the office of of an official from the court, basically, Mm -hmm. with Nancy, right? Nancy was the the woman that was advocating on her behalf. And they're asking for this case to be viewed with what was the word? I think it was. I wrote it down to, with special circumstance. Okay. To say that it was as a hate it, crime. As a hate crime. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. His, as a hate crime. And they're pitching this case very hard, and it doesn't seem like the court is having it. Can hate crimes be committed against straight white men? Can they? legally or do they happen i think do they happen yes can they be committed i think it's more rare that people will find that as a hate crime in society because i think of course crimes can be committed against straight white men (laughs) but it seems strange to me that all right examples of such groups that are included in hate crimes Mm -hmm. Include, but are not limited to, okay. ethnicity, gender identity, language, nationality, physical appearance, religion, sexual orientation. Okay, so I'm so incorrect. So they cover every. Yeah, you could. I mean, a hate crime could be against, and I the way I take it or assume it, it could be against anyone and anything, depending yeah. on what their intention is. If right. that's when they commit the crime, right? So. Where do you stand? I'd like to see what you or what do you think about this? This it was one of the first scenes we saw. But. <laughs> But what evidence do we have that it is a hate crime? The evidence that they were getting, so they were using things that um, the court was calling identifiers, right? Basically, right? But exactly, yeah. So, no, I'm on your side. No, 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 I, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm so growing we, frustrated with Barb's relentless idea that because Barb has a lot to be upset about. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is the right tree to be barking up. But I've known. I've expected. Since day one, I knew that she was going to go this route. Did you? But it, I, yeah, of course I did because she, because she's very intense, and I'm just wondering what 
what her motivation is. Is it for her son or is it for her own personal? I don't know where her satisfaction. I don't, I don't know where it is. All I know is that, similar to what you said, what, what, what does she have to go off of? The court denied it. At the end, Nancy calls her, yeah. and the court denied nope. that yep. it was going to happen, and she was very affected by that. Russ was interesting in this episode because he, at the beginning, is trying to get a job at this gardening store because he needs to move He to... seemed like a mess this episode. I don't know if you thought the same. No, he absolutely. And that's another example of the acting being so good because it felt like a different character than the first couple episodes. I feel like I'm watching the guy. I don't think I it's totally an actor. Agree. And, I mean, I'm an actor myself, so usually I view this, like, differently. Right. But I honestly look like I'm looking at this, this guy going right. through this and getting the stuff. When he was working at the job, and the other guy came up yeah. and said, oh, do you have you know sprinkler Sprinklers. heads? And he said, yeah, sure, and he led him over. This show continues to do something like this, and I'm just going to say it quickly. The show continues to always, when we're in a cafe, it shows the other people eating. When, and it did it twice. When, when two characters in a restaurant, yeah. it always shows the others. As a symbol, as like everybody is going through something and this man had no idea yep, what Russ was really right. happening inside and he goes throughout this day I don't I, it's just something I always notice but yeah um then they're arguing about where to bury him where to bury him and we're still not sure where he's going to be buried but Russ is taking the side of even Tom hardcore it seems like they might have a case yeah i mean i think that Matt would and Gwen would probably want to have been buried together but how first of all that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't met either of them. Right. I mean, we have not seen them in the show, so that might not be true. But it seems like uh, well, Russ is right would four they, against one. Here's the thing. Bringing it to even Tom, would they want – would they? Would, would Gwen and Matt want to be together after we learned – what we learned tonight? Yeah, but but Eve knew about Gwen's That's what I'm saying. infidelity. That's what she and knew. I use what her air inf- quotes. Yeah, she knew about her infidelity. She also knew that she didn't want to be together. Yeah, and she also knew that he was into drugs. So she has confirmed through Eve that Matt was into drugs. Mm-hmm. Gwen was having affairs, I'll yes. say, or re- sexual relations with other men, yeah. and wanted to be out of the marriage. And Eve was trying be- to help because of Matt's drug use, right? Matt is no innocent no. bystander here. No, and I'd like Eve to sit down with Barb and have that conversation. Because then maybe then maybe Barb would drop the whole hate crime thing. Because Still don't her think son she was would. not a golden boy. No, I don't think she would either. She would say, don't you dare talk to my doc about my son like yep. that. She's you got rose-colored glasses on mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. In a time where she needs to get real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, maybe I'm being too harsh. This woman's son just died, but still. No, I... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I still agree with you on it, so... Um, gosh, there's so much to talk about in each episode. Yeah, there really is. We are running out of time. I know. Uh, I think we should just get into predictions really quickly of what we think is going to come up. <laughs> there we go. I love when people embrace the predictions. <laughs> oh, my. So, what do you think's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I, well, we see the showdown. It's going to be Aaliyah and Barb. Yep. They are going head-to-head. They are battling in the court systems. It's going to be Barb's image of what happened and what she wants the public to know, mm-hmm. and it's going to be Aaliyah's image, Ooh, and they are going head-to-head. I love two strong women. And um, be the voice of people that don't have a voice is the advice that Aaliyah gives to Carter Yeah. At the in the preview to what's happening. Will he take it? 
I think it will take time, but I think he will. Very excited to see the Muslim perspective come in yeah. because now we're getting some more religious undertones as opposed to just um, race, as opposed to just skin color. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that yeah, and I think that's that is important because that's more. It's also what we deal with, and what's also um, and I believe that. There's going to be a lot of tension with Alonzo. I think Alonzo's not going to give up on his son that easily. I think he's going to fight I to agree. get his son back. I don't think he'll ever give up on his son. Period. And I think that Aubrey hopefully will get her act together, but that might not be in episode four. No, I don't think so. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, this was episode three. I'm Nicholas Grava. You can follow me at Nicholas Grava on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to keep tweeting us next week so we have a lot to talk about from you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I know we probably missed a bunch of stuff. Tell us. Yell at us. Let us know what Please you want to hear about do. next week. I'm John Manganello. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Johnny Mangs. We'll talk to you guys later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz see you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.